This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Kia ora and greetings to all. Welcome to Running Together. There are no official figures on how many people in Aotearoa New Zealand regularly run, say at least twice a week of distances of at least 1k. For the serious runner, that doesn't sound like much. However, I would guess that of people aged 15 to 65, probably less than 1 in 10 would do that, and that's people who play various sports that include running. Where am I going with this? Pretty much every sport, and unless you consider casual walking a sport, despite the popularity of running for sport and exercise, it's very much a minority of the adult population who are active, as is the case for all other sports. Then you have those people who are serious about running, who regularly compete, who race, who most people consider are fast they will probably be 1% of the 10%. So my point is that there is a lot of room for growth in running numbers and that the really serious folk get a lot of attention relative to their numbers. My guest today is a perfect example. He originates from a country that is warm and humid where running long distances simply isn't fun and where it's very much a minor sport. However, here in New Zealand, he has taken up a wide range of running activities. I'm keen to find out what attracted him and how he came to love running. Randy Blantukas, welcome to Running Together. Oh, thank you, Pete, and uh, nice to be here. It's great to have you here. Randy, why did you join the Navy? So... <laughs> to do with running. I was totally not expecting that question, to be honest. <laughs> but now, my background is actually uh, technical. I'm a uh, electronics engineer, but and during that time, uh, there was a demand for officers with the same background. So I joined the Navy, and as they say in their slogan, join the Navy and you'll see the world free. Mm-hmm. And how much of the world did you see as it turned out? I went as far as the United States mm-hmm. and went as far down to the uh, South Americas. It was more of a training uh, exercise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Excellent. Full disclosure, I have visited the beautiful islands of the Philippines many times. My wife, Yen, was born and raised there. I can attest that running in tropical heat... 30 degrees Celsius or more, and humid, is unpleasant. Even at night, it's usually in the low to mid-20s and also humid. Still not good. So, Randy, when did you start your running journey? Was it part of naval fitness training, for example? Yes, definitely, because in the military service, uh, physical fitness is uh, a regular thing. Mm -hmm. Like, you run almost every day, and as part of your uh, progression, you have to undergo a physical fitness test. And if you don't actually pass those tests, you wouldn't progress in your career. Mm-hmm. So we make it a point to be uh, physically fit all the time. 
Now, running there was not really like a long distance. It was just like a 3.2K run. But you have to do other tests as well, like push-ups, sit-ups, and on some occasions uh, pull-ups, but that has been removed. So it's basically focused on those three events to have like a minimum uh, passing requirements. Yeah. Would they give the obstacle courses as well that you have to go sort of over various objects as well as part uh, of the run? Those would be for the special forces, like oh, okay. Navy SEAL. So those guys yeah. would have those kind of uh, <laughs> obstacles course. But for the majority, it will be those uh, three mm. minimum exercise. And I'm curious. I mean, you see this sometimes on the big naval ships where people go running around the decks, for example, but you're probably in smaller ships. So was that a case as well as far as when you're on a, a voyage, a long deployment? Yep. Would you be doing regular runs? Yes, definitely. Even at sea, well, the, the sea is not flat and sometimes it's really, it really gets bumpy. We still uh, would love to run and actually do exercise. So in bigger ships, we have treadmills. So we use the treadmills to run. Oh, okay. And in some occasions, if uh, the treadmills gets crowded, we do run on the deck. So we just mm-hmm. go around the ship. And that's granting if the sea state would allow us because otherwise it would be a health and safety <laughs> issue to go around the ship. End up falling overboard. And it would like be man overboard. That's yeah, exactly. there. <laughs> I'm just curious. Did you ever have any competitions as far as how much someone can run around the ship, you know, I don't know, a hundred times or something like this? Uh, every ship has their own way of actually promoting fitness in their ships. Yeah. So in our case, it was mostly like you have to look after yourself. Mm-hmm. But one thing that would encourage us to, to maintain that level of fitness is when a physical fitness is due for, let's say, in it's done quarterly. Yeah. So once we arrive from a long deployment and we'll be uh, at the shore, Definitely, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll be conducting those tests, so that's something yeah. to lo- like look forward to. <laughs> Otherwise, sometimes you get restricted, and then you'll not be able to like go on liberty, which is. Not oh, in other words, leave the base. No, or leave yeah, the ship. That's, that's right. Yeah. yeah, so it certainly encourages people to not only get fit to to stay fit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So fast forward, and you arrived in Christchurch. How different was life? and the people from what you were used to back in the Philippines. Yes, so when I was back in the Philippines, I am only able to see my family three times a year. So that means that I, because I don't see them most often, then I'll be just like by myself assigned in a deployment in a ship or in a shore Mm. deployment. And my routine would be like, just in line with what you are doing at the base or in the office or in the ship. Yeah. So it was very much different and very rudimentary. I have like certain times that I have to be doing this at this time. Although here, I'm with the family. So I get to see them every day. In the morning, I'll prepare breakfast, take them to school, mm-hmm. work, and then in the afternoon, take them home and then have that routine. And in between, that's where running comes. Yeah. So we, this is for your running show. And I started running here, not immediately, actually. So we arrived 2016. Mm-hmm. So that was November. And I actually only started running the following year. So all I did with my family when, when we arrived, because my wife was actually here two years earlier. So she was here 2014. And then once our residency were approved, 
we followed two years later. So that was 2016. Yeah. And then all we did for the first few months was actually just go around South Island, basically. Mm-hmm. I did not actually immediately look for work. I only looked for work after six months. And then after that, that's where I started uh, to look for a sport or a uh, something that would keep me physically fit because that's mm-hmm. what I'm used to. Now, in the Philippines, I grew up playing basketball. Not really the best basketball player. It's a player, very popular sport. It's a sport. very popular sport. But when I first arrived here, of course, it's, gonna, it's really hard to find, like, first, the basketball court. Second is the uh, to play basketball, you have to have nine other people there, so five and five. Well, yeah. you can play three on three, but, yeah, it's not really. <laughs> yeah. You have to, like, enjoy the full like, game experience. So in that case, that means I have to actually wait for them, book some time. So I said, uh, this will not work because uh, the reason why we're here is for the family. And if I'll do basketball, which I still can if I want to, it would take so much of my time. So I found running to be the sport to be the uh, that I'll be undertaking or maybe taking up here more seriously because in the field it was not really like a sport yeah. for me. It was more like a compliance for, for mm. the physical fitness test. So... That's when I found about the Hagley Park Run. Okay. So, yeah. so when I researched about running, I said, "Oh, Park Run! It's a it's a once a week event, every Saturday, eight a.m. And we were living around Rikaton Air, so it's very close. So, close only once a week. So I said, "Ah, this will be the uh, I'll start, I'll try this." And from there, it was like every Saturday I was into Hagley doing my Park Run, and then that's where I met several other people and then when I went to the University of Canterbury that's where I joined the Rand Canterbury group and then I enrolled for about two uh, semester because it's a, a semester a semestral kind of a membership it's usually for students isn't it or staff students or staff yeah, yeah that's combination. Right. actually it also they are uh, community are welcome to join but yeah. mostly it's student and staff mm-hmm. oh cool so you started off with the park run. So that's, for anyone who doesn't know, that's 5K. Yes. But that wasn't enough for you, was it? Can you tell me about something that happened last year around September time? Yes. So last year on September time, that there was the Tekapo race, race Tekapo. So We've always loved Tekapo. And then when that was the actually the inaugural event, which was actually postponed a year later because of, as we all know, COVID. So that was the inaugural event. And yeah, as much as I would like to do the uh, the ultra distance, but I think for during that time, I said I'll be comfortable running the that 32K, which uh, I did with a friend of mine, Clarence, who, who's also actually new to running. So I actually might endorse him to for, for future <laughs> interviews of it. So, yeah, so that was a really good race. Time was not really something that we were aiming for, but it's more of like enjoying the uh, the race, uh, mm-hmm. enjoying the uh, the scenery. So It was stunning there. I was actually up there and we were just talking about yes. this before the show. Yeah. You've actually got a video on your Facebook. Oh, yeah. And that morning was, I don't know, there was a four or five degree frost or something like that. We actually came out to see the start of the race. Mm-hmm. We were running a little bit later. I think we were just doing the 5K, which is the easy one. But 
you guys were doing the 32K. Yes, and we did. it was just a glorious morning. Yes, it was. But really cold. Very cold, yes, start, but then it, <laughs> it, it eventually warmed up. So I actually yeah. wore two layers of gloves because my weakest uh, part of my body, like in this event, is my hands. They get really cold, so yeah. I wore that uh, two layers of gloves. It's probably a very wise move at, at that time of the morning, sort yeah. of how, how to, get, uh, to mm-hmm. get warmed up. And there's a number of hills on that course, isn't there? Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yeah, the, it's not. The, f- it's the first one was the, uh, I think, the, uh, the steepest the one. Big, the big the hill up to, yeah. is it Mount John? Mount John, yeah. Yeah, that's the right. Observatory, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, uh, a great experience. I have to ask you then, did you start running to keep warm in winter time? No. <laughs> so when we arrived here, as you know, it was uh, spring and then came summer. And that summer actually was when I started uh, doing the Hagley Park okay. Run. But even then, if, even it was summer for me because I came from a, uh, a warmer uh, country, it was still very cold for me. So back then I remembered I would wear two or three layers of clothing to, be, to allow me to run. That's why... When I see other runners during Hagley Park, oh, they're just wearing like, like shirts, a t-shirt uh, and shorts, shorts, yeah. and then other. <laughs> so I said, I said to my wife, oh, I, I'm, I'm like the ad person not because most of them are just like wearing. Yeah. Really <laughs> and in the summer. middle of winter, you'll sometimes see Big Dan, mm-hmm. who runs quite often in either bare feet ah, or yes, just in the sandals. Mm-hmm. So you go, oh my goodness, that's. Really? <laughs> yeah, but eventually I, I managed to adjust. Uh, now I'm comfortable wearing just one layer of uh, clothing, but the uh, but the thermal ones. Yep. For winter, of course. Oh, definitely. I'm a bit of a wuss when it comes to that. <laughs> I need I need something warmer. Yeah. Your wife was already here in New Zealand. What had you heard from your wife Anley about? New Zealand before you arrived? Had you actually visited her before then or was it the first time you arrived it was like because you, you haven't visited New Zealand no. through the Navy so was it what you expected? Yeah before we came over obviously mm-hmm. I would uh, research on the different on videos you can see New Zealand documentaries uh, stories and my, my wife when she came here in 2014 we would always have some video uh, uh, video calls so she would allow us to see uh, whenever she goes into like uh, holidays around during weekends so yeah so even before we arrived we knew kind of have an idea what New Zealand looks like and how Mm -hmm. the way of uh, life here yeah so it was not really a surprise so everything was like Mm -hmm. uh, almost as expected yeah so so in some ways the two countries are quite similar I mean they're similar size they're both island nations Mm -hmm. They're both shaky nations in the sense that, you know, both regularly have earthquakes and both have volcanoes. Mm-hmm. However, big difference in size of population. So oh, yes. Five, yeah, that's one. five million in New mm-hmm. Zealand and about 110 million now, yes. in the Philippines. <laughs> so a big difference big as difference. far as obviously in, and when it comes to the warmth of yeah. the place. Obviously, yeah. it's a tropical country. Certainly. Whereas New Zealand, well, most of it isn't tropical. Certainly not at the moment, you know, regular no. frosts and so on. So... Rasul Pohimat, who's been on the show, was telling me about meeting you at Park Run. 
how many park runs did you end up doing? You mentioned before about starting doing park runs regularly. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you do pretty much every week now or is it something that you have moved on from? Yes, so just last weekend, I actually did my 100th uh, park run. Woo-hoo. This is one of the milestones. You get a t-shirt now. I haven't ordered yet, but yeah, that's uh, my plan. <laughs> so as much as I want to, I would want to run every uh, Saturday park runs, but of course, uh, other things like family situation would also would always be the first primary consideration if I go out to run on Saturday. And with my wife being a nurse, she works on shifts, and sometimes her shift would fall into that time yeah. park run. So I wouldn't force myself to run and leave the kids behind. So Exactly. So those are the things that, yeah, I, I try to balance out things. Speaking of which, now this time of the year, it's quite common for children to be running cross-country races at school. Mm-hmm. So what are the experiences of your children? I have three kids. My eldest is 19. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's now studying in the university. Oh, wow. Okay. And the second child is 10, turning 11, mm-hmm. this coming July. And he is uh, in St. Teresa's school. And the third one is the youngest, is four. So I have two girls and one boy named Zoe uh, Zach and Zuri, all Z. So, and the the youngest Zuri is actually the middle name is Aroha. So Zuri Aroha. Aroha. Yeah. So love. Very made good. in New Zealand. Yes, yeah, made in New Zealand. Absolutely. So, do they run with you? No, I'm trying to encourage them, but uh, my eldest, uh, she's already in her teens, so I wouldn't force her. The second one, Zach, they had their cross country last month, and I actually volunteered, me and my wife volunteered as, a, as parent support in uh, in Spencer Park. We participated as volunteers and and then we just helped out the the, the, uh, the teachers, the staff to undertake the event for mm-hmm. them. But Zach is not yet like a regular runner, but I did uh, get him to join one of the Hagley Park Run thing a few years ago. He has his own ID. Oh, okay. And yeah. then after that, I remembered after the event, he asked me that if he could buy some some hot dogs <laughs> because he's kind of hungry. So we went to a uh, a Saturday market in Rickerton Bush, and then uh, he's mm-hmm. like he ate like a whole bunch of because <laughs> he was really hungry. But he's not yet in that level of like a regular runner. Yeah. But hopefully, Zuri, the youngest, would be following my <laughs> steps in that regard. Yeah. Because as you know, obviously talking about running together, and we were actually mentioning it before we started the um, the show, mm-hmm. that running together is much broader than actually someone running with you. Correct. So when it comes to the support you get, can you share a little more about that, with, about your your wife, Anne Lee, and also maybe friends and others essentially allow you to run? Because you often run alone don't you yes correct so running most of the time for me is running alone if my my other friend uh, Clarence is available we would run together but mostly it's only me running but as you said it's running alone doesn't mean that nobody is actually allowing that or enabling it to happen because uh, if my wife is not supportive of this running I wouldn't be able to run actually because uh, the reason why I'm, I'm able to run especially during like a preparation for, for marathons is like running early in the morning is because my wife is there looking for the kids, 
preparing the meals, preparing breakfast. Sometimes she buys specific uh, foods that would allow me or help me in my training. And that's really helping a lot because without her, I wouldn't be able to actually uh, undertake running yeah. uh, more seriously here. And she's the one videoing you at six o'clock on, on a very frosty morning and take a po as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She wasn't in the starting line, starting line in the morning, but when we were in the finish line, she was there to take some photos and videos. She probably went away for a bit of a sleep. In ah, yes, times, most, most likely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You mentioned about marathon. So have you actually, have you run a marathon here in New Zealand yet? Yeah, so before coming over here in New Zealand, I haven't done any race more than 10K. So I think the 10K will be the farthest I've done in the Philippines. But when I came to New Zealand, my goal when I started doing the parkrun was to do a, a marathon. I was able to do that two years ago in Christchurch. And then I did it again this year. So now I've done two marathons and I'm planning to do more. And fingers crossed, I'm planning to do one ultra this year, which is the Creator Rim. Creator Rim is in November. Yeah. So... So what would be the distance for that? Is it 34 uh, k's 50, 50? 53. 53 k's. So, yeah, hopefully if plans goes well, then that's oh, one thing I'd be able to tick in my box. Absolutely. <laughs> You've been here now in New Zealand seven years. Mm-hmm. So how many of your immigrant friends are regular runners, apart from Clarence, uh, like you, and what suggestions do you have to increase that number? Unfortunately, aside from clients, there has been no other. As far like within my singular circle of friends, of course, mm-hmm. uh, there is one that's trying to do running on a regular basis, but it's more of like a struggle actually because, uh, again, uh, there's so many uh, things to consider: family, schedule, the nature sure. of works. But yeah, well, I will not stop from encouraging them. Especially that some of them actually have relocated to roles on which we live. And because we're now close, I could always uh, encourage them. And yeah. uh, one of them actually is very close to Foster Park. So whenever I run on a Saturday park run, I, I actually go pass by their house and knock on the door. No, yeah. Come on, <laughs> come so, and join me. Yeah. So the more the merry, and actually it's more of like making it a family event. Exactly. So they don't really have to run, they can walk because yeah. of you. And if they've got young children, they can even they put can them in a stroller, stroller or, 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 or have on a, a, bike, on a scooter. scooter. Yeah. Although mm-hmm. in, on, on Parkland, they don't discourage those to run okay. together with the runner. So maybe just at the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that would be good. So what challenges do you have for yourself running wise in the future? What have you set yourself as far as the goals for the next, say, year or two years? You mentioned about the um, crater room, but mm-hmm. beyond that, do you have any particular goals as far as a special race or a distance that you really want to achieve or a time, for example, at Parkrun? I think for me now, I'm not too much conscious with my time. Before that was the case, but now I think for me the goal is to just keep on running as a way of life. And the more runs I do, and it, 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 I think I'll just have to to make sure that I keep myself fit and healthy, avoid injuries, because I th- injuries, I think, is one thing that would actually stop people from running or keep them away from the sport. And by having that, then sometimes it's, gonna, it's really hard to go back into running. So for me, it's just about maintaining that 
level of fitness to allow me to run twice or twice a week if there are no events or no races. And in terms of long-term goals, I think it's about just being able to run more marathons and okay. ultra. But I think I'll just maybe in a year have one marathon and one ultra. I think okay. that would be enough for me. Although I have some plans also of doing triathlon event, but that's something that I have to uh, like seriously, seriously uh, work as far as uh, yeah, because there's two other events, so running mm. itself is already <laughs> yeah. hard. So, but something that I'm still keeping in my list of things to do to achieve in yeah. the future. Actually, back in 2021, I remember seeing you on the highway out to. Akaroa. So you were part of a, a relay run there as well. Obviously, yeah. you didn't just do a marathon. You also ran one of the legs, one of the laps. For yeah, the, the, one, the third leg of the Takahe to Akaroa relay. So I was part of the Canterbury team uh, of the, the club. And actually, it was the slowest. I was not expecting to get that call from uh, <laughs> from Matthew to join the team, but uh, he invited me. Oh, that's that. I said, I'll be the slowest of the team. He said, no, no, it, you don't have to be that fast. It's about just participating and be able to enjoy the, the, and being part of the team. So, yeah, I, I did uh, that leg. You got the long straight. leg, yeah. the long straight, straight yeah, flat, exactly yeah. past, you know, I think it was Lake Ellesmere mm. that you run past. But at least you didn't get the big hill. That yeah, and that was by design, of course, <laughs> because the strong runners were assigned to the heels and those the harder mm-hmm. part of, of the leg. So, yeah, but the, it was a very good experience for me. I, I enjoyed it a lot, and I really enjoyed the company of the other runners, who are all of them are still running, mm. and have yeah, they are like the some of the elites. <laughs> yeah, it, well, relay running is a different experience. It's normally not something that people have much experience of perhaps they have it at school mm-hmm. maybe a, you know, a sprint relay or something like this at school but other than that it's pretty rare for a relay running to uh, to happen so and we're going to have one mm-hmm. just a bit of a shout out there's low burn 68 so the, if you like the replacement for Fataka to Akaroa Mm-hmm. Uh, at least for now, anyway, and that's going to be held on the 30th of September. Oh, wow. So you'll have eight person, six person, and two person teams. So mm. look forward to seeing you there, <laughs> there, Randy, <laughs> with the Run Canterbury Club, isn't it? Run Canterbury Group. Yep. yep. Okay. So now we're on to the quick fire round. Imagine this as your speed session. Okay. As your sprint to the finish. Okay. So I'll give you some options and you choose what's best for you. Okay. So here we go. Shoes with lots of cushioning or very little? Depends on the distance. Long distance? Long distance. More cushioning. More cushioning, please, yep. Uphill or downhill? Uphill. Oh, you liked uphill. Okay. Trail, road, cross country or track? Trail. Trail. Mm-hmm. Slow and long, fast and short, or fast and long? Slow and long. Slow and long. Morning or afternoon? That can be just when you'd like to run or when you prefer to run. Morning. Morning. Yeah, I'm much in that category as well. At the end of a run, you need hydration. So these are your choices. Gatorade, Powerade, some electrolyte drink. Beer, chocolate milk, water, or juice? Oh, electrolyte, definitely. Mm-hmm. 
So it's either Gatorade or, or Powerade. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Warming up or cooling down? Ah, cooling down. Prefer that sort of gentle jog, cooling down. Yeah. So we were just mentioning about relay runs. So the choice between relay runs and individual runs. Which do you prefer? Uh, individual runs. Mm-hmm. And finally, a runner or a coach that you greatly admire. I think for what he has achieved, I think Kipchoge. Mm-hmm. Elio Kipchoge, Elio Kipchoge from, Kenya. from Kenya. He's yeah. just an amazing, uh, they call him the goat of marathon mm-hmm. running. Yeah. Randy, it's been a pleasure to hear and share your running journey today. So thanks very much for making the time out of your busy schedule to be here in the studio with us. Oh, thank you for having me, Peter. And it's really my pleasure to be part of this program. And I hope I I was able to share my running experience and my running level would still be maintained to be able to run. Uh, I certainly so. hope so. And I'm sure you will. You've got the right attitude as far as it's part of your life now, isn't it? Yeah, it's, running is now uh, part of my life. And whatever we plan is running would always be part of that. So. Yeah. Oh, stay healthy oh, thank you. and uninjured and all the very best in the future, Randy. You too, Pete. Thank you so much. Thanks.